RD Talks, brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia, a division of direct publishing. Crocodile Attack by Hugh Edwards Dear God, pleaded the victim, let it finish me off quickly. Hiking was something Val Plumwood enjoyed, and it fitted in naturally with her job as a lecturer in environmental philosophy at Macquarie University in Sydney. While she walked, she could observe the environment firsthand in the most pleasant and effective way. On her own, she would backpack for four days at a time, camping out overnight. She loved the solitude, the smell of trees, the sound of the bird songs, getting a feeling for the power of the earth and its forces. At the age of 43, Val travelled to Kakadu National Park in the Northern Territory. Kakadu shelters more than a third of Australia's bird species, and Val was looking forward to studying the park's water birds. She had arranged to stay in a caravan at the park ranger base on the East Alligator River. A friend who worked in the area suggested that she borrow the five-metre fibreglass canoe moored close to the ranger station. It would allow her access to swampy areas difficult to reach on foot. She was told she'd be safe as long as she avoided the river's mainstream with its strong current. Her second day, February 19, was overcast and a fine rain was falling. About 11am, Val launched the canoe. Almost immediately, she felt uneasy, as if there were an unseen menace somewhere out there. Cautiously, she paddled upriver in the backwater. Soon the wind whipped up and the rain became so heavy she had to stop regularly to empty the canoe. Finally, she turned around and set off for the ranger base much earlier than intended. It was about 3.30pm. Squalls were still building and she was feeling increasingly uneasy. As Val reached a bend in the waterway, what looked like a large piece of driftwood caught her eye. That wasn't there earlier, she thought. Suddenly, she realised that the driftwood had yellow eyes. She was face to face with a crocodile. The animal had probably been watching her for some time. Subconsciously, she must have been aware of its presence. She tried to paddle wide of the creature, but no matter what she did, canoe and crocodile seemed to be on a collision course. The current must be carrying me, she thought. It did not occur to her that the crocodile was intercepting her. Suddenly, there was a tremendous bang on the side of the canoe. Val froze. No, this isn't happening. Crocodiles don't attack boats. But what was happening was real. A big saltwater crocodile was bashing at her canoe. Val had to make a split-second decision. To the right was a wide sandbank she would have to cross. On the left was a steep, muddy bank, a few metres high. Next to it, growing out of the water, were a couple of trees with low, spreading branches. Bang! Bang! The crocodile kept hitting the canoe. Trying not to panic, Val paddled hard toward the muddy bank. When she reached it, the crocodile was still alongside, its yellow eyes blazing at her. Go away, she yelled, standing up and waving her arms as though the crocodile were a disobedient dog. The unblinking yellow eyes stared back. Val was trembling with fear, yet a part of her still couldn't believe that this could be happening to her. The crocodile tensed, humping its back. 
It seemed to be getting ready to attack. Val jumped for a tree. She reached the first branch, but before she could pull herself high enough to be out of danger, the crocodile thrust, lightning fast, out of the water and grabbed her between the legs. Its jaws crashed on her pelvis like a giant pair of spiked pincers. As the crocodile fell back, it tore her out of the tree. Val was helpless against its power. It took her underwater and began a series of what are known as death rolls, seeking to disorient and exhaust its prey. Val was like a rag doll being thrashed around in a washing machine. She thought every breath would be her last. There wasn't a lot of pain, just terror. I'm going to die. I'm helpless against such strength. After what seemed an eternity, the rolling stopped. The crocodile was holding her down now to drown her. With astonishment, Val realised that her head was just high enough for her to catch a breath at the surface. As she struggled for air, she saw within reach the overhanging branch of a mangrove tree. She grabbed it hard and strong as only a drowning person can. Perhaps disconcerted that its prey was still vigorously alive, the crocodile let go. As its jaws opened, Val dragged herself along the branch and dodged behind the mangrove. But then she repeated her earlier mistake and tried to pull herself up into the tree. Once more the crocodile leapt from the water. Once more the blur of movement, the flash of spiked teeth and the crash of jaws across her body, this time the upper left thigh. As the predator dragged her back into the river, Val's breath was once again choked off. Please don't roll me again, she pleaded. But it did, growling in its throat. Val felt along its head for its eyes and jabbed her fingers at two leathery sockets. There was no response and she realised her fingers were in the crocodile's nostrils. Another roll. Dear God, let it finish me off quickly. Then her arm touched the tree branch once more and she grabbed it with all the strength she had left. Astonishingly, the crocodile released her again, perhaps to better its grip. She pulled herself along the branch and dodged round the tree. This time she didn't make the mistake of trying to climb higher into the tree. She flung herself up the bank. But it was steep and the mud was slippery. Twice she slithered back. The third time she stuck her fingers into the mud and clawed her way up. She had no idea whether the crocodile was just behind her or back in the water. She didn't dare look around. She reached the top of the bank, badly hurt but alive. She felt wild elation. Against all her expectations, she had got away. The euphoria did not last long. Somehow, she had to get back to the ranger base. Without the canoe, she would have to cross the swamp and some tributary streams. For her... Water now held terror, and water was everywhere. Val knew that her injuries were serious, but she hadn't the nerve to take off her shredded shorts to see exactly how bad they were. She used her T-shirt, then her bra, as bandages and a tourniquet. A big piece of her left thigh was hanging off and flapping about. The crocodile had ripped muscles and tendons. It was a miracle the bite had missed the femoral artery. With gritted teeth, Val set off. At one time she had wanted to die. Now she was determined to live. Every step was painful, but all those years of walking stood her in good stead 
and she'd just put one foot in front of the other, even when it hurt. Concentrate, Val. Concentrate. The rain poured down in huge drops, washing the blood off her legs. There was an eerie grey-green light over everything. The temperature was around 30 degrees, but Val felt cold and nauseated. She was shivering from shock and fright. The swamp was likely to flood with such heavy rain. Val was terrified that she would pass out and no one would ever know what had happened to her. To survive something as dreadful as a crocodile attack and then die out there in the mud would be a cruel joke. As daylight faded, she began to feel increasingly light-headed and apprehensive. Her left leg burned with pain. Twice she had to cross streams. She staggered along them until she found overhanging branches she could hold on to. She knew she could not get back to the ranger base on her own because it lay across water, but the closer she could get, the better would be her chances of being found. Now she was crawling. Concentrate, Val. You can do it. You know you can. Finally, she reached the edge of the swamp. A sheet of water still separated her from the ranger base. She could go no farther. She settled on a spot and lay there to await the coming night. Her chances of survival bleak. As darkness fell at the base, Ranger Greg Miles noticed that there was no light showing in Val's caravan. Troubled, he knocked. No response. Where could she be on a night like this, he wondered. It's after eight. Val should have been back hours ago. Miles checked the mooring and saw that the canoe was missing. In pain, Val hoped for unconsciousness, but it did not come. Partly delirious, she was convinced that the crocodile was somewhere around. She heard dingoes howling nearby. They wouldn't hurt a healthy person, but what about someone weak and bleeding? Across the water, she saw a light and heard the distant sound of an engine. She raised herself on her elbow and called with all her strength across the dark water, Help! Help! On his motorbike, Miles thought he heard a sound. A human cry? He cocked his head and listened. Yes, there it was again. A long way off, but unmistakably a human voice. Stay there! We're coming to get you! He called. Then he roared off to raise the alarm. Val could not understand why the light had gone away. She despaired to see that faint flicker of hope disappear. As she lay in the rain, hordes of mosquitoes tormented her. The line between reality and fantasy was blurred. Did she hear a boat and voices? Help! she cried. Oh God, help me! The rangers searched the shallow water channels. After about half an hour, their spotlight shone on the injured, terrified woman. They were shocked when they saw Val's wounds and heard her story. Val was taken to Royal Darwin Hospital, where she remained for a month. Her injuries were extensive and she contracted a near-fatal bacterial infection, either from the swamp mud or from the crocodile's teeth. She was transferred to Sydney's Royal North Shore Hospital for skin grafts and further surgery. For a time, Val feared she might never walk normally again. 
but skillful surgery and her own determination have helped her to make a remarkable recovery. There are scars and they're not pretty, she says. I'm still having major problems with the muscles in my left leg. But apart from that, my injuries have healed. What about psychological scars? I did a lot of reliving the attack over and over in my mind, but I think I have it under control. The secret of handling bad memories is not to be afraid to face them. As for the crocodile, which perhaps swims to this day somewhere in Kakadu National Park, Val Plumwood says, It was in its own territory. I was the intruder. I wish it no harm. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au Brought to you by Readers Digest Australia, a division of Direct Publishing. Direct Publishing.